Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Welcome to the weekly Thursday morning edition of Household Express, a program dedicated to all your homemaking needs. I am Sister Amara, joined by my co-host, Chef Sakya Takari, and we're delighted to be in your company up to 11 a.m. this morning. Assalamu alaikum, Sakya. How are you keeping? Wa alaikum, salam, alhamdulillah, how are you? Alhamdulillah, we are all the listeners are enjoying this beautiful Thursday morning. It's the 15th of February, and we not far away from the blessed month of Ramadan and a uh, lot to look forward to in today's program as well. Well listeners, first up an interview with brother Ria Safi and the topic is on Ramadan memories with mum and Ria is the author of the Cooking with Mum cookbook as well. Then in the cooking segment, Zakia, what can we look forward to today? So today we're branching off into something a little different and we are going to speak about how can we um, maximize our time for the time, the month of Ramadan. And um, so everyone's busy preparing their savories only and we're only working on those preps but we're not pre- thinking of our other meal preparations and stuff where we can save time and make life much easier so we can spend a lot more time in Ibadat. Inshallah, Amin. And recipes you can look forward to today, dearest listeners, is we have two lovely recipes from our guest. Uh, he's going to be sharing with us a banana and date smoothie that's perfect for suhoor, and then a chocolate dessert recipe as well. And then we're going to be sharing with you a four-in-one cutlet recipe with a twist as well. And today's interactive question is, does any of your recipes have a story behind it? Share with us uh, on 072 and we also welcome your cooking, baking, savory questions or concerns. The WhatsApp number is 072-786-1548. Now, our esteemed guest today is Brother Riyaz Safi, who has done a cookbook and all the recipes that has been featured in it was all memories from his mum. With each recipe, there is a beautiful story behind. And today we want to catch up with him and chat about Ramadan and the lessons learned. Assalamu alaikum, Riyaz. How are you? Walaikum Salaam, for taking some time out and joining us on today's program. It's only a pleasure. Riyaz with Ramadan coming soon. A lot of times, this time of the year stirs up so many emotions for people as it would remind them of certain Ramadan food uh, traditionals. So what is your food memory of Ramadan? Any memory of your mom preparing items? Yes, well, for me, it's, it's a bittersweet memory because uh, it's going to be the fourth Ramadan without my mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, she passed in 2020. And, um, yeah, I, I guess uh, it's never going to be the same, you know, when, when you think back and, and your memories that you have uh, in terms of what what, it, what you can experience. But when you go back in, in, into the archives and think about what it was. I'll be honest with you, in our home, we we, we remain to date very simple with the preparation. Um, and, and my mom never believed uh, that you should over, over, over prepare, uh, like most people do these days, a month or two, and all the fancy stuff. It was the very basic stuff. And and, and, and I think that, that that is something I've learned and I'm, I'm trying to imbibe, is the fact is that sometimes the, the simple 
simple things uh, are the most precious things in life. And it's, it's all uh, about, like you can, guys can have a discussion as well a bit later, it's all about, uh, it's not about making so many savories and all that, it's about also your spiritual upliftment. And, and to be honest, uh, yeah, my, my, my memory would be that Ramadan in our home was always and till today remains very simple. Alhamdulillah, yes, and may Allah grant your mommy the highest stage of genital ferritose, amen, yes. And I think what a bad, what a lovely memory that you've compiled, uh, a lovely cookbook on behalf of your mommy. So whoever uses a cookbook, you know, makes that food and perhaps, you know, give it out to somebody as a wabicharya, your mommy gets the same reward for it as well, amen, amen. Now, uh, Riaz, how did you manage to compile your mom's recipes, you know? Did you follow her step-by-step -step method of a recipe, then note it down, you know, when she was alive um yeah so it's an interesting story behind it and it's in the book but i'll uh, i'll just uh, touch a little bit so i basically it all started with my granny it all started with an egg so my mum my and dad used to travel to botswana to uh, my dad used to do business that side and she used to go with him and then I was with my grandmother who was in her late 80s and obviously uh, the older people used to like their tea and, and things like that so and she was quite old in that sense so that's how come I started first making a, a simple cup of tea, making an egg and, and, and that wasn't much, just the basics. Just the basics. And then a couple of years later, I, I, I went to, after finishing school and then working for a couple of years, I then decided um, I wanted to do a little bit more and I decided to go to uh, London. And I was staying in the, in the UK for about three years. And, and during that time when I got there, there was only so much fish and chips you can eat, mm. which is their national food. And, and the food was like always about just like sausages and baked beans. You know, the, 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 that was the cuisine that they follow, of course. And then there was the India-Pakistan food that you used to get, like the tandoori chicken. Mm. But I really list for good homemade food. So what we used to do is, a couple of friends, we used to all live together when we went from here initially. And then we used to call up our moms and families and friends back home and say, okay, how do we cook this? And how do I, I'm listening for biryani today and how would I make that? And mm. listen to make rice and that's how it started and then i'll call my mom and call my friends uh whoever good cooks and then just like kind of write it down and, and and do it with trial and error so when my mom passed away uh to answer your question i don't think i've learned things step by step it's mm -hmm. just by observing and 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 picking up on it and then trying it because food is something uh, i believe it's like an art if yes. you do a paint yes. the more you paint you're going to get better mm -hmm. so the more you try out things uh, and, 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 and improvise, it gets better with time. So, so I think that's, that's been the way I've learned from my mom. Indeed, yes. Beautiful memories, yes, indeed, absolutely, yes. Now, Riaz, what is it one item you must have during Ramadan? In our home, um, it's samosa. So, yeah, it's, it's just, it's just a, a given. Uh, we, we might have samosas and, uh, and the occasional pie here and there. But yeah, most importantly, samosa and dates. Okay, yes. Now, Riaz, in your opinion, why do we associate food with memories? Uh, like I uh, explained a bit earlier, you know, like now when I think back, I was writing the book. One of the main reasons I wrote the book is a lot of people when my mom passed away uh, were calling me and saying, you know, your mom was a good cook. I remember she taught me this. She used to make the best a child. She used to do this, do that. Mm. And 
analyze, hey, there's like lots of memories coming back here and, and I can keep those alive and share them because very often, and I think now it's changing with social media and that, but a few years back, if we look, uh, if you really wanted a recipe, uh, you couldn't really get it if the person didn't physically write it down for you or you can't remember, etc. So, so that's, I think when we think of food, this, uh, especially within the Indian Muslim culture as well, um, when you look at food, it's associated with, uh, I mean, when people go to the wedding, they, no matter how beautiful the wedding is, they can remember whether the food is good. If you invite people to your home as well, no matter how good your deco looks or what, what you go out of your way, uh, people are going to remember how good the food tastes. And, and as uh, Indian Muslim people, what we always associate all our memories, be it with friends, when we meet up, come, let's go have a pizza, or come, let's go try this new place where the food's really good. So all of us socialize on, uh, on the basis of food a lot within our community. And I think that those are some beautiful memories because when I go overseas as well, like when I visit India and that, when I meet with my friends, I'm like, okay, let's meet over a meal and uh, or be it in any other country. Uh, so I think food uh, is associated with a lot of friendships, family memories, be it Ramadan, weddings, Eid, etc. Uh, so I think it's associated, it brings out those uh, those great memories that you associate uh, with, with those with those great dishes that you have tasted over the years. Absolutely, and I think food has lots of uh, sentimental memories. You know, for those who have you know who have lost, who, for those who have uh, family members who are now no more. You know, because you remember yes. them for the certain type of dishes, like your mum. You remember maybe for her lavi achar so much other meals that you that she used to actually make and uh, I know I had both my uh, ex-co-hosts they both marhum now like marhuma and Greta Ibrahim and marhuma and Yava Surti you know they had their own different types of food and recipes that you know that now you can just but make and talk about them and think about them you know and uh, always mm. take a recipe down you know and that's definitely is lots and lots of memories as well that they basically sentimental memories that you will always cherish cherish always to remember as well mm-hmm. absolutely and you know what the best part is no matter how many recipes you have sometimes they always say you know when your mom cooks it's the best food and i'm one of those people that believe that you know and and and, and it's done with the with the pure heart and yes. and, and the taste also just different no matter how good people say i can cook or whatever i, I never feel i can reach those levels yes you know Riaz, i was going on to your, on your instagram uh videos last night and i seen that you you make mug but like it's such a simple way of making mug and i think in that mug you uh, the, the secret of mug or who do the sugar beans that you make is uh, a very different method compared to the other methods of making mug or sugar bean and i think in the yeah. mug or the sugar beans you had a secret ingredient it was a char masala as well. That are so yes, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so different, yes. And uh, even one, my, Maruma, my ex-co-host as well, uh, she used to actually put methi masala in her dar. That was her secret. Yes, I do. We do that as well. It's in our absolutely yeah. lovely, yes. Okay, Ria, you're going to share with us two lovely recipes. Uh, let's go with the first one. That's banana and date smoothie. Now, this is actually perfect for suhoor. So please go ahead and share with us a recipe. Sure, of course. This is perfect. Uh, it's even approved by a dietitian, so it's that perfect. So you can have, uh, you're going to take one ripe banana, five dates, you can just remove the pits, 
um, and you take one and a half cup of almond milk. Now, if you don't have almond milk, because not everyone drinks almond mm. milk in that, you replace it with your normal low-fat milk because taste is going to be the same. It's just that there's going to be less calories in the one. Um, a quarter teaspoon of cinnamon and one cup of ice. Uh, put that all into, if you have a Nutribullet or any other processor, put that all into that. Blend it for about 50 to 60 seconds. Pour it into a glass and serve. And uh, also this one is best made with the Medjool um, date. Medjool date, yes. It is a lovely date, yes. Absolutely a lovely yeah. date as well. And like you say, it's perfect for Suhoor perfect perfect in fact for, for our learners as well going to varsity going to school sometimes they don't want to have cereal so this is a perfect smoothie as well for suhoor as well absolutely okay. uh, brilliant and then for the sweet tooth lovers, Riaz, you're going to share with us a lovely recipe. This is a uh, chocolate dessert recipe, also lovely for the month of Ramadan as well. So please go ahead and share with us that recipe. Sure. This one's directly out of the book. So in the book, it's called Decadent Chocolate uh, Dessert, but I just called it chocolate dessert for now. Uh, the ingredients are 100 grams of lint chocolate of your choice, uh, 50 milliliters of milk, uh, 200 milliliters of double cream and 100 grams strawberries. So the method would be you'd melt the chocolate and let it totally cool down. While that's happening, heat your milk until it boils. Whisk in the cool chocolate into the milk. Whip 150 ml of uh, cream uh, till a soft peak uh, stage. Fold it into the chocolate mixture and then uh, you can spoon those mix that mixture into dessert bowls, add whipped cream and your strawberries, and you allow that to uh, set in the fridge. Uh, it's absolutely divine. If you're a person like me and love chocolates, it's, it's one that you must try out. And the recipe that I've given will serve at least four people. Mm, a lovely sweet uh, treat, uh, dessert recipe for the month of Ramadan. Like a lovely after tarawi treat as well. Uh, Riaz, before we wrap up today's program, what is the best food memory of your mum? I, I used to like Sunday afternoons because Sunday afternoons we'd either have, uh, because everyone's at home, uh, we're not a very family, it's just my brother and I and uh, my parents and obviously he, he then later got married as well so basically it was just a very small family and when on a sunday lunch i guess it was the best time because my mom would make my favorite i absolutely love biryani and uh chicken like that and then we'd all just gather have a meal sit and walk and, and that's things when i look back those memories um, have become a part of my life now because there were precious moments that you spent with your loved ones and I'm so happy that I made those memories uh, because at the end of the day when a person's gone all you're left with is their memories so to me when it comes to food uh, biryani is my favorite Sunday afternoons and then after that you get, you, you catch a good nap so I, I think that's irreplaceable Yes, Riyadh. Riyadh, for coming on here and joining us on today's program as well, sharing lovely food memories of your mum and how you compile the cookbook uh, Cooking with Mum as well. But I grant you lots and lots of success as well. And Jazakallah khair, Riyadh. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam. Well, it was Riyadh Safi, and you can follow him on Instagram at Riyadh. 
17. At Riyaz 17, you spell Riyaz R-I-Y-A-A-Z 17 as well. So, a lovely. Have you seen the cookbooks here? Um, I've seen pictures of it. I haven't seen the book. I don't have a copy. Mm. Um, but, um, so the book is out for quite a while because, like I mentioned, I, d I interviewed our guest two, uh, two Decembers back. Mm -hmm. And he had the book at that time out already. And he was launching his second book at that time, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time also he had a lovely interview, lovely recipes shared, etc. Um, and he does have some really nice stuff um, on his page with simplicity, like you say, with a little difference. Yes. Even on his page, you know, his sugar beans, his, he made a mince pilau. Mm -hmm. So, so nice and simple and easy, simple uh, ingredients, uh, green masala, red masala, your normal your normal spices as mm. well. And I love the, the mug, the sugar beans, simple things, you know, which all I think our mums has taught us that technique of cooking sugar beans and mug. Okay, now we're so spoiled, you know, we get the, the sugar beans in the tin. And it's actually quite nice. You know, um what's nice about his page is what i like and many of our guests that we get on um so some of our guests they have the simplicity in the fancy cooking dishes right and you're still making these extraordinary fancy dishes but with very few simple ingredients and methods and then we have our guest that we had today and if you look at his page his, okay, his desserts in there, and I'm sure the cookbook has uh, the extravagance in it. But when it comes to his page and his daily meals cooking and his daily recipe sharing and stuff, it's all lovely, simple, homely um, foods and meals that you crave. Yes. It's not stuff that you <coughs> want to make once in a while. It's something that you can go to his page and say, you know what, I can follow your, your, your page for about a month and not get tired because it's all different home-style cooking meals. Yes, absolutely. And uh, what a great idea, you know, to actually compile a cookbook in memory of your mom. Yes. You know, and that's a lovely, lovely idea. So, inshallah... Uh, it's actually nice to compile a cookbook. It, it really takes time, you know, but you see that the photography, the recipes must be, you know, to the tea, it must be tried and tested. So there's a whole, you know, whole, um, like a whole, um, how can I say, like a whole method and a whole issue going on with that, uh, preparing, putting together, compiling a cookbook as well. And also it's very time consuming. Yes, yes. You know, and if it's, um, so if um, food and uh, blogging and influencing is not part of your um, your career, right? Um, it's just something you enjoy. It takes up a lot of your personal time. And for for example, our guest, um, his cooking and his cookbooks and stuff are stuff that he does on the side. It's not yes. his career path. No. So it consumes a lot of his personal time, yet he produces really beautiful and lovely content. Yes. 
Well, Jazakallah to you, Ziaz, again, for joining us today. Indeed, a lovely cookbook as well. And, um, okay, let's now go on to the cooking segment. But before we do that, before we, we actually need to go for a short break, but before we do that, today's our interactive uh, question is, does any of your recipes have a story behind it? Share with us. And we also welcome your cooking, baking, savouries, questions or concerns. 072-786-1548. And let's go for a short break. When we come back, we're talking about the cooking segment and we're talking about um, how to prep your food uh, before Ramadan as well to make more time for your ibadah as well. So stay tuned for that coming up next. Assalamu alaikum and welcome back. Well, before the break, we had a lovely interview with Brother Riyaz Safi. You can follow him on Instagram at Riyaz, R-I-Y-A-Z-17, at Riyaz Safi. And you can follow him on Instagram, that's at Riyaz, at R-I-Y-A-Z-17. Okay, let's go on to the cooking segment of the program. Now, Ramadan is just less than a month away, and we as mothers start to plan and prepare ourselves for the blessed month, and most importantly, to reap the rewards of this blessed month. Ramadan's precious hours spent in the kitchen can drain us physically and emotionally, so the less time spent in the kitchen, the better. That is why it's so important to basically plan your food uh, ahead of time as well. And remember also, listeners, that, you know, cooking in the kitchen, doing any household chores, is all an act of ibadah as well. So, Kiesa, how do you actually go about in planning your uh, Ramadan? Okay, everybody's body with savouries now. Mm-hmm. Let's give the savouries out for now. Let's look at the meal so plans as well. Savouries. Yes. Okay, so basically Ramadan is 25 days away, inshallah ta'ala. And um, like we've said, everybody's only busy with savouries. And our freezers are full only with savouries. But what happens to everything else, from your main meals to your desserts to your starters to uh, whatever other causes it might be that you are making for your families, right? So basically remember that we're not saying... so. Everything done with the correct intention falls as an ibadat. Even making our meals for our families, as long as you say, well, however you say it, but Ya Allah, I'm making this food solely for your pleasure to nourish my family, grant them strength and um, and, uh, and health uh, through this food and let it be a means of barakah, etc., um, you know, in keeping them healthy and giving them energy to, to perform your ibadat, etc., all of these kind of things falls as um, our intention, and then our intention is made, and then the time spent making those meals are also considered as ibadat, right? Yes. But uh, when it comes to the month of Ramadan, we want to sit on the Musallam more. Mm-hmm. We want to read more Quran. We want to sit more with our tisbis in our hands, right? And I don't know, this is just personally me, but I can't cook with a tisbi counter on my finger and I can't cook with a tisbi in my hand. We too can never do Many that. Many can, I can't, right? I just feel like it's like it's in my way or it gets dirty or, you because know, you're falling the food or something. And then your hands are in the water or whatever it is, right? So personally, uh, I can't do these things, right? I I multitask, but not on that level. Um, So how do we prep our meals for for Ramadan, right? So basically, you can first of all start off by making a menu. 
your menu for the month of Ramadan, right? Thereafter, you can make a list of all your dry groceries that you need to have for those meals to be prepared. Second of all, then you make your list of your fresh produce, what you need. So also when it comes to Ramadan, you don't have to now sit and make your lists, right? Thirdly, you can now use your time before Ramadan to scroll social media, get all the lovely recipes you need, um, your ideas, whatever you want to do irrespective be it your meal prep or your deco prep or whatever it is use social media for now um to its fullest because it's before ramadan and you can um take from there what you need right so you you've scrolled social media you've read, you've found the recipes that you want you've made a, a list of 30 days um what you make in from your savories to your ma starters to your mains to your dessert to your drinks to your milkshakes whatever it is right then you've made your dry grocery dry grocery shopping list. Then you've made your fresh produce shopping list, and then you've made your medium poultry shopping list. Right. So now you've got everything. Now, um, how do you go about doing this? Right. So, for example, say. This is now just hypothetically speaking. Everybody eats very differently in Ramadan. This is your personal choice. I'm just going to go with um, examples, right? So say uh, today we are having a soup and then we are, so we're having our savories first, right? So what is nice to do is get small tupperware. Okay, let's start off with savories. Get small tupperwares, right? Um, so you know it's maximum 30 days of Ramadan. So you take... 30 small containers that you know can can hold the, the quantity of savories that you want uh, for your family per a night, right? And then in that container you put the, um, you put say it's your six samosas, your six moons, your six spring rolls, your six chicken pies, your whatever, right? And you pack it into the container so you know, okay, today I just take out one container, it has what I have enough for the family. The next day you have different stuff in your container and in that way you have your 30 days with all different savories and also now every day you're not taking, you're not opening 100 containers, taking out uh, two from here, three from there, five from there because everything's packed into one container. We all do that. We all do that. We like from about three o'clock, we'll open the chest freezer, we'll crap in that container, crap in that container. But that's right, it's just so much easier. Because even your tupperware is labeled, fine. So we'll take a little bit of that. And again, some of us, okay, say we won't fry it, we'll bake. And you want to make like fresh lagoons or a high pie or like a savory muffin. Right. You know, so things like that. And you can include all that in, which is actually quite nice, you know, to have the fresh, like, lagans yes. or a... So, you can have your Tupperware with... Yes, yes you can mm. have your Tupperware with all your frozen and baked, uh, bake and fried um, stuff. And then, you can even pre-prep your lagan and your yes. pie, your, your, your big pie uh, filling. So, you make your big pie yes. filling, you put it in a separate Tupperware with the Tupperware for that day. So, you know, yeah. okay, day one, I'm having these savories and I'm making uh, a big pepper steak pie. So you have your pepper steak filling, you have your pie dough on the top, and you have your Tupperware with your smaller savories that were pre-prepared. 
in your freezer like that packed and that makes life so much easier you're not wasting time taking out tupperwares in your freezers now not filled with 100 extra tupperwares especially your steak filling your chicken filling it works wonders yes. if you got it ahead of time right. and you can always just make it like a, a pita or like a wrap or a toasted sandwich yes. or a burger whatever they like you know correct then moving on to your soups so some people love halim every day other people want halim every few days and then they want different other soups i think when it comes to ramadan we just want soups whether it's hot or cold, cold. we want our soup you want soup for some reason that's just how our bodies function yeah. right but what i have found in which i find is really nice you know um a few months ago there was a craze on the turkish lentil soup all over social media it is so lovely. I had it now in uh, December in Turkey. And everybody so goes to Turkey, so everybody comes back and wants to ha enjoy that cuisine still yes. and now mm -hmm. incorporate that into their meals mm -hmm. and make that at home and, and showcase that, right? So, for example, your Turkish lentil soup, you don't have to have it hot or, or warm. You can have it at cool room temperature. It's so lovely. All types of lentil soup. Then... Obviously, yes, your soups that have meat in it or chicken in it, unfortunately, it's not pleasant to have that cold, you know. But you can prepare all these soups ahead of time, portion them into containers enough for one iftar for your family and freeze it. And then at Suhoor, take it out. By the time it's iftar, it's lovely. It's room temperature. You want to heat it up, you can just heat it up. You want to have it cold, you can have it cold, you know. Then, say you're having a variety of salads, right? Your chickens or your steak that's going on your salad can be prepare, prepared and marinated before, so all you have to do is grill it. Um, your chickpeas, you can use canned chickpeas instead of boiling chickpeas. Mm. You can use canned uh, beans instead of boiling your beans and stuff. So all you do is you add these items to your dry grocery list and then you have them in the cupboard. You toss them out the the can and you rinse them and then you you uh, assemble your salad right um once a week you can just go and buy your fresh produce like your lettuce your cucumbers your carrots whatever else it is that you do need right um then even making your desserts you can make your cheesecakes and freeze them you can freeze um, you can keep make your custard and jelly once a week and you know, okay, you can make the trifle or whatever. Just give yourself maybe one afternoon a week, make two, three desserts, keep it on in the fridge. So, you know, okay, for three, four days, okay, I'm sorted out with desserts as well. And in this manner, you can uh, maximize your time that is in ibadat on the musala instead of sitting in the kitchen for hours on end and making um, your iftar ready. Yes. So uh, that is just some of our ideas and our tips. Then you can also, um, you know, um, say irrespective of what's on your menu, be it burgers, you can marinate your fillets, you can marinate your steaks beforehand. Your toasted sandwiches, you can marinate your your stuff beforehand, right? Keep frozen packet of uh, frozen cut chips in, in, your, in the freezer. So all you have to do is take it out and freeze, uh, uh, fry it. And in this way, um, even your big pies, you can actually make your dough, put the fill in, close it, 
and in 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 the foil um foil trays yes and then you take it out you toy it and you just bake it iftar time so you don't even have to wait to make i uh, like to fold the the the, the filling into the dough during ramadan you can have it now and then on a day that you listen for those big pies you can just take out one and you can make it lovely worth trying that okay uh let's go to our interactive question again does any of your recipes have a story behind it share with us we also welcome your cooking baking savory questions or concerns 072-786-1548 let's go to our whatsapp questions this one says please advise on how to get stale taste out of pecan nuts jazakallah good question so unfortunately once your nuts in that become stale you can't really take the stale taste out of it that's why they say it's very nice to freeze freeze your the nuts, nuts right yes. but doesn't mean that it has that stale taste now that you need to um you need discard to it. discard it mm-hmm. you can um you can use it in your baking now um but roast it roast before it, you yes. bake it roast so it. it will give that roasted fresh taste and it will the the roasted fresh taste will overpower the stale taste because it's giving it a bit of that firmness that crunch that roastiness you can also make some lovely um uh pecan brittles and stuff with it you can make um you know um you caramelize the nuts with the sugar and the honey and the glucose or water and then you put it at, at the bottom of a cake and then you put your cake batter in and bake it and turn it upside down and it has this lovely caramelized pecan nuts on top of the cake so there's mm-hmm. many ways to utilize it you don't have to discard it but just like that for normal where you're going to eat it to your salads or stuff like that unfortunately you can't take that taste away Mm-hmm. It's very important if you're buying like pecan nuts, walnuts, cashew nuts, whatever nut you're buying for freeze. baking, always freeze it and then take it out, throw it out, and then roast it and then use it again. Even the ground almonds, I notice the nipped almonds, it's best to freeze it. Even your pistachios, it's best to freeze it. The cut up pistachios, yes. Okay, Sister Fatima says, I have seen a few years back a pick of a lady who had thirty see-through containers and she just takes out a container a day, ultimate prep, but personally, I would never be able to be that organized. Well, I suppose everybody's different, Sister Fatima, yes. You Everybody know, we try and organize ourselves, but sometimes, you know, you sort of run off your feet. You sort of just can't basically organize yourself. I suppose, I suppose like, you know, everybody's way of life is different, you know? If you can organize yourself, alhamdulillah. If not, for that day, you take out your stuff for that day, alhamdulillah, it's still fine. Yes. And also... And I, don't, I don't think we should actually basically stress over, you know, to be that perfect. No, nobody's perfect. Nobody's To be that perfect housewife, to, to, to have her kitchen unit or a freezer or a fridge to be packed in that perfect way. No one's perfect, you know. Even our five fingers are not the same. So just take each day as it comes. So, and leave the rest to Allah. Correct. So everybody wants to be perfect because the 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 unfortunate scenario of our of our reality is social media shows a perfect lifestyle portrayed. Um uh, all our influences be them fashion, be them makeup, be them home, uh deco, food, baking, food, our uh, recipe developers. Aid. You cannot appliances so we we in the media field right upper and we know that what all it goes into making that one perfect video right and that video comes across so perfect to our um our 
viewers, right? But we know all the challenges it put us through. So nothing's perfect. That fridge is never, trust me, I am obsessed with um, your fridge and your cupboards with this, you know, this packing hacks and yes. this organizers and stuff. It doesn't work. If anyone tells you that, you know, you can open my fridge or my cupboards anytime, it's perfectly to the point, I don't believe that. Because I've tried that. You know, you do your weekly shopping, you come back, you pack in, for example, you pack in all your raspberry cans in a line, all your Fanta cans in a line, all your bottled water in a line, all your juice cans in a line. After two hours, it's messed up. And you find you were looking for something, oh, where is it now? I've got to go right to the back. You never went back and packed it properly again. You just left it. No. Because I think our, our, our lives have become like a rat race, you know. It has. It has. So for me, I think simplicity is the best. At the end of the day, when you pass away, we go with nothing, you know. It's just your white coffin and that's all. And obviously your good deeds so and your ibadah, that's all. To the, to the listener that sent us the message of saying she doesn't think she'll ever be that organized, you can always try to be organized, but no one's ever so perfectly organized, one. And two, um, it's just nice tips for those, you know, um, especially those working and stuff, find it very challenging. If you're a stay-at-home mom, you can still juggle your time, juggle what happens. But, um, you know, um, you're, you're working moms. They really don't have the time they because they leave the in after Suhoor and they come in home literally just before Iftar. For them, it would be ideal to do your meal prep weekends. And yes. For them, it would be ideal to pick how you gave the example of your savories for and that also, day. See, so, you don't have to go and buy Tupperwares and you don't have to have the clear Tupperwares. You can have your normal two-liter ice cream tubs, for example. If you don't have that, you can pack it onto polystyrene trays Correct. into yes. your Ziploc bags. And also, so... Thus, packing only happens once all your savory preparations are done, right? So now you've got your moons, your buns, your savories, your pies, your uh, spring rolls, whatever it is that you've made, right? Now your savories are frozen. So you can also take your Ziploc bags with nothing inside and just pack them nicely and layer the Ziploc bags on top of each other. It also works nicely. Yes. A lovely message from my sister says, a message to all our mothers and sisters, please don't compare yourself to anyone. Some people are just doing it for likes. It doesn't mean that they are happy. Just try your best every day. Make what you can, what you can't, leave it. No one will starve. Utala will grant so much barka. So, 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 so. Jazakallah for sharing that, sister. Okay, we've got a... Okay, let's go to our recipes, Akya. I'm going to leave you to share that recipe with us. Uh, it's a lovely four-in-one cutlets recipe. It's a four-in-one cutlet with a twist recipe. And uh, this is a courtesy of Sister Baby Aisha Kadwa of Sunnyside Classics. While I go through our WhatsApp messages. Okay, so it is quite a lengthy recipe. It has five steps because it's a four-in-one. So your first portion is your chicken that you're going to prepare, which consists of two cups of cubed chicken fillet, two cups of cubed chicken fillet, one tablespoon of ghee, one tablespoon of ghee, one level teaspoon of salt or aromat, one level teaspoon of salt or aromat, half to one teaspoon ground green chilies, half to one teaspoon ground green chilies, one teaspoon ginger garlic paste, that's one teaspoon ginger garlic paste, one teaspoon of lemon juice, 
one teaspoon of lemon juice, half a teaspoon of pepper, can be black or white, half a teaspoon of pepper, quarter teaspoon of whole cumin seeds, and quarter teaspoon of whole cumin seeds, right? So you're gonna mix all of this and cook it on medium in its own juices, right? Um, there is ghee in it, so you don't have to add oil, right? But when you mix this, you're going to marinate everything. You're going to add the ghee to your chicken fillet with the salt, with the green chilies, ginger garlic paste, lemon juice, pepper, and the cumin seeds, <coughs> right? Don't fry it. You want it to cook to be uh, juicy and moist. Switch off as soon as the water burns out. Cool it and shred it with your fingers. And add chopped green dania. So that's your chicken uh, portion done your second step is to make the um, spaghetti with the potatoes which is two medium potatoes you're going to peel it you are going to cut it into chunks and boil it till it's soft once it's boiled you are going to drain it out then you are going to add to that two tablespoons of butter, half a teaspoon of salt, and a quarter teaspoon of pepper. You're going to make a lovely mash with this. Allow it to cool nicely. Then you're going to boil your spaghetti in salted water. Drain that well and break it into small pieces, right? Then number four, you're going to grate any cheese of your choice. Number five, you're going to chop up bottled jalapenos, about three tablespoons. That is chop up bottled jalapenos, about three tablespoons. Chop up bottled pepper juice, three tablespoons. Chop up bottled pepper juice, three tablespoons. Add all the above ingredients together. That's your chicken, your potato mash, your broken up spaghetti, your grated cheese, your bottled jalapenos, and your bottled pepper juice. And you are going to mix this all together, making sure all of the um, the quantities are, are correct and then you are going to adjust your seasoning if you need to add more salt or pepper whatever you like right then you're going to mix the mixture with a fork put it into a dish to f in the freezer to chill well now make equal portion size balls I like to personally use an ice cream scoop to 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 equal out my portion sizes flatten them slightly Dip it in beaten egg, dip in crumbs, uh, crushed cornflakes or whatever breadcrumbs of your choice. And then you can uh, chill them and freeze them. And then um, you will throw them at room temperature out for frying. You can re-dip them in egg and fry immediately in shallow oil on medium heat. Turn in gently to get a golden color. Serve with a delicious sauce. Okay, and they say this recipe, always remember equal amounts of all four ingredients. That's the key, the secret to successful cutters that contain mesh. Check it out. So you're going to have equal quantities of your chicken, your potatoes, your spaghetti, and your uh, jalapenos. And I think what's different about this toast is a pepper juice. Yes. That's actually lovely. And it really gives an, a different taste. You, you know what you can do or sweetness. alternatively a variation to this is, or, or, or shall I say an alternative to this is, instead of cubing your potatoes and boiling it, you take about two or three potatoes, put it into the microwave, let it get cold, peel it and then grate it in. 
Mm. And there isn't so much of moisture in that potato. But once you grate the potatoes, you add your salt, you can add a lot of green chilies in there, and then you can pine with, with, with the rest of the ingredients. And you can leave cheese out. I don't put cheese in my four-in-one cutlass. I don't know why. I just can't have cheese in, in, in the month of Ramadan. Any savory with cheese. I think because of... Um, it gives a lot of people the acid indigestion. Yeah, it's somehow or the other, I'm just not happy with any cheese I've been purchasing now since two years ago. I don't... Some cheese doesn't even melt properly on the in your oven... And anyway, we'll talk more about cheese maybe in another program, okay? Uh, this list of snares, must one wash pickens before freezing? Must one wash, wash pickens before freezing? No. Okay, another good question. Also, if buying whole jiro from the shops, must one wash it at home and dry it? Do you yes. wash your jiro? So if, okay. you may, if you're roasting your jiro yourself, yes. Um, if you know, if you buying already roasted jiru, then you don't have to. But if you are buying your your, your raw jiru, and you are going home to to roast your jiru, then yes, you can wash it. Uh, put it through, uh, wash it through, uh, wash it with a sieve. Let it dry nicely in the sun, and then you can roast it. Okay. Then Sister Shamima wants to know: Does the savory not break cause of potato? No, it doesn't. No, it won't. So the good idea is to take your potatoes, like I said, put it into the microwave, let it get cold, peel it, and then grate it. In that way, you get more potato out of this. It will pine up quickly. Yes. But make sure you have equal amounts. Your chicken must be shredded nicely. So potatoes actually glue. Yes. Potatoes full of gluten. So if you notice, if you don't make your mashed potatoes nicely, you get this very thick, um, like sticky glue. Yes. Sometimes, you know, when you're learning to make mashed potatoes, or you don't make, or you, because you're overworking the potato, you you didn't press it through the stuff out nicely one time, now you're pressing and pressing and pressing, you find you get this glutinous uh, glue. So potatoes don't break things. Potatoes even the same idea you can take with a potato is, like I said, to put the potatoes in the microwave, let it get cold, grate it. You put a little bit of uh, salt, your green masala, your green chilies, uh, cut up greens, and you take that potato and roll it in a bit of lemon juice as well. And you take the potato and roll it into small balls. And you can take some chana flour and salt and danajiru, and you dip that whole potato ball. Potato bomb. And, and to put into the china flour, but your potato, you have to freeze it. The potato balls, you freeze it. And just before frying, like I said, you take your china flour, my green amounts, china flour, salt, and ajiro, a bit of green chilies. Um, like a bajar mix. Like a bajar mix, yes. A bit of half teaspoon of baking powder. And you dip it in that bajar batter, and you fry it. It's so, so, so tasty. Like a potato bajar. It's a lovely idea. So if you put your potatoes in the microwave, it's less, less moisture as well than making a mesh. Yes. So that's a lovely idea. Well, we've already come to the end of another lovely program. 
informative program and we had a lovely guest brother Riyaz Safi you can follow him on Instagram at Riyaz R-I-Y double A-Z 17 and recipes are on our website go to radioislam.co.za uh, Riyaz shared with us two lovely recipes the chocolate dessert recipe and the banana and date smoothie recipe that's perfect for sour and uh, Zakia shared with you the four in one cut with a twist uh, chicken spaghetti mashed cheese and chopped jalapeno and produce recipe as well so that's all on our radio islam website go to radioislam.co.za and you can check all the recipes out as well so inshallah next week another lovely guest another lovely topic as well if Allah wills do remember us our muslim brothers and sisters in Gaza and palestine and rafa in your duas as well all the marhumin in your duas those who are sick in uh, at home or in hospitals as a grand name Shifa and Afia as well and inshallah back with you next week from Zakia my engineer and our producer Mumtaz Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh